Remember, remember, harmless phosphorescence. Who am I? Who is but the form following the function of what? And the what I am is one of your hosts, Thoreau Smiley. Who's joining me this week? Josh Cece. Oh, damn it. I watched C is for Cookie instead. <laughs> but I still have notes. Hi, I'm wearing my Brian Lesh mask today. It came in the mail just in time. Wipe that smile off your face. I'm Alaric Weber. And this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the deep dive movie podcast where we pick a theme or a series. We watch the movie, gather some research into the production and source material, then tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got uh, lots of bonus stuff there. We've got uh, Star Wars shows and holiday shows. There's a bunch of music recommendation shows. And, of course, our monthly movies. Uh, We just put up uh, Live and Let Die. We're going to be continuing the Bond theme this month with uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. So that's coming up later this month. We'll be putting that up. It's a dollar a month. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you say we have a new member to our Patreon? We do, yes. We have a brand new uh, patron by the name of Stan Sitzman. So, Stan, hey, welcome aboard. We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. So, that's it. A buck a month, patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching V for Vendetta. Do you know why you're here, Evie Hammond? You're being formally charged with treason, terrorism, and sedition, the penalty for which is death by firing squad. You have one chance, and only one chance, to save your life. You must tell us the identity or whereabouts of codename V. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yes. Are you ready to cooperate? No. Excuse me, miss. I'm sorry. Not yet you're not, but you will be. The only verdict is vengeance. A vendetta. If our own government was responsible for the deaths of a hundred thousand people, would you really want to know? You're getting back at them for what they did to you. Fear became the ultimate tool of this government. I want everyone to remember why they need us. I wish I wasn't afraid all the time. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. This is exactly what he wants. Chaos. For Vendetta, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was released March seventeenth, two thousand six. It had a running time of one hundred and thirty-three minutes. It cost fifty-four million dollars, and it made one hundred and thirty-four million. So it was a medium-sized hit there. Did Natalie Portman get solo billing for this movie? 
Uh, she got top billing in, in mean, that trailer. It was just Natalie Portman. I mean, literally, like in the in the the title card or the the credit card at the end of it. It's crazy. Uh, well, two thousand five, she was already you know she, yeah, get she, she was as famous shit. as she was gonna get yeah, probably. She was hot shit, which is why they cast her and her impeccable accent work <laughs> over. <laughs> I know. Over, it was surprising over, how bad it was. Yeah, over actual Brit Kira Knightley, who looks exactly like Natalie Portman. I will say Natalie Portman is arguably a better actor when it comes to dramatic acting. Sure, sure. But there's a lot of talking in this movie. There's a lot of British talking. <laughs> Natalie Portman has to do it. And she meets it with a modicum of success. At one point, a character is like, you know what I wish? And I said that British people spoke a little quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Some American in there. No, there's not a poor British person in this movie. It's all rich British people because they all talk like that. Poor British people, you can't understand. I (laughs) I had a bit of the wibbly wob. Yeah, yeah. At least that's my reading as an American. Was like, damn, they're all very proper. My, and- yeah, my one of my favorite hobbies is to find um, Britishisms, <laughs> ridiculous Britishisms, and tell dude about it because every single time he's like, God damn it, Britain. Yeah, that's my attitude. Like, just yesterday, I find found out that they uh, call uh, whipped cream in a can squirty cream. See. But- that almost feels hostile. Like yeah, that's, that's what I'm you. Saying. You're just you're just doing that. Squirty cream. Squirty, two syllables. <laughs> okay. Uh Britain. Okay, so yes, yes. Uh, v for Vendetta made a fair bit of money, so that means we're going to play the box office top ten game. Boom, boom, boom. Um. Brief note, this was actually, uh, the premiere of this um, was a few months before at uh, Butt-Numathon. Oh, the, wow. uh, I remember a- that. Yeah, the Harry Ain't Knowles. It- Harry Knowles, Ain't It Cool News at the uh, Alamo Draft House. Yeah, Butt-Numathon. Um, Ain't It Cool News, big, big website in the early to mid-2000s for film and entertainment industry stuff. Um he got uh, Me Too'd in 2017 and had to resign from his own site. Josh and I applied one year to get, but we didn't get tickets. Mm. He had yeah. to submit like a little essay and photos that were based on the theme that they had. Mm-hmm. So the theme we did was like biblical yearbook or something very weird but like i got a, a wig and a beard and a letterman's jacket and i was like moses in the yearbook and even like posing and looking yeah nice but carrie knows he didn't let us in <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that that dude seemed like a real douche there were a couple other reviewers on the site that like i had a, a, a bit of respect for but him personally like yeah that guy's reviews were always like really bad he was well, he was a one man rotten tomatoes basically so it was just like mm-hmm. okay you didn't like it sorry but he was like super like pay for play kind of dude where like if they wind and yeah. dined him he was like this yes. is the best daredevil's the best superhero movie ever 
I, I hate yeah. to say at that point sure. in time, there was a lot of independent media that was like that. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the end of like individuals being individuals. Yeah. Oh, I are not are being tempted with large sums of money to stop being truly independent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. Right around this era, it was changing. The world is changing. Yeah, I mean, punk rock magazines, fucking everything. So, but we will play the box office top 10 now. The top 10 movies of the week of March 17th, 2006. And I will describe them. And the guys here will try to guess what movie I'm describing. At number 10 for the week of March 17th, 2006. Oh my God. Okay. Two teenage girls discover a mermaid in their beach club swimming pool. Oh, um, Sirens? No, 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 but that's, you know, it's uh, starring Emma Roberts, Sarah Paxton, and Jojo? Just Jojo. No idea. I was expecting to have seen every movie this year. Al, you're muted. Splash 2. No, there was a Splash 2, wasn't there? That's yeah. where they made like a direct-to-video splash too, or something. Um, splash Junior. <laughs> is it? Oh, Blue Aquamarine. Aquamarine, yeah, good pull there, Josh. Wow. Ella liked mermaid movies for a while, so I found as many as I could, except for Splash. <laughs> she was too little. Did you see that? There was one terrible one that dude dude loved making me watch terrible Disney movies for a while. There was one where like there was. A girl was a mermaid, and then her mom, like, like they were trying. There was a, sh- a oh. show for a while, an Australian show. Oh no! Yeah. I imagine the week-to-week budget, underwater budget for a mermaid show has got to be a killer. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone was underwater at any point. <laughs> <laughs> um, at number animation. Oh, animation. Okay, at number nine this week. A bumbling inspector must solve the murder of a famous soccer coach and find out who stole an infamous diamond. This is this the Mr. Bean movie? No, no. no but it's the that's... Pink Panther remake. Yep, Steve Martin ah. as Clouseau. Oh, yeah, the Steve Martin one. So, I, I mean, I love Steve Martin, but like that's I feel but like why? that's a real miscast. Well, yeah, it's and, uninspired. And why? And yeah. why? It's, why? it's like, still I mean, not as it bad. Wasn't... It's still not as bad as, what was it, The Trail of the Pink Panther, where he was actually dead when they made the film? Oh. Peter Sellers Weird. Peter Sellers died, and they used old footage from the prior oh, films to make yeah. a new movie. I have seen that as a young person. Jesus. Yeah. Where it's constantly like the plot of the film is like, get the diamond. Hey, where's Clouseau? I don't know. He's somewhere else. And then it cuts to him like falling down. <laughs> is this the first time we've ever talked about the Pink Panther on this podcast because I don't recall us ever discussing Pink Panther or Peter Sellers. Holy I don't shit. We should do. Think so. We should do those movies. That's why I'm saying that out loud. Is like that would have been an easy recommendation. That's an for a in, list that would of be movies. an interesting series, especially with the latter day ones like that one. The or, quality change or the the Roberto yeah. Benini as Clouseau one that yeah. they made. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a shot in the dark is. Fantastic! It's oh, just a absolutely. fantastic yeah. film by any standard. Absolutely. But I have, yeah, I have a box set of the of all the Panthers. 
It's good movies. <laughs> they are. They are. They were good movies until they just weren't anymore yeah, after sure. she died that they kept making them. Yeah, it's been about 20 years, I think, since I've seen any of them. So the well, cartoon, that's not the case. We, we did the talk movies. about the insulation the other day. <laughs> oh, we that's true. For a while. We did somehow talk about fiberglass insulation and the dangers. Don't eat it, kids. <laughs> Don't. It's pink and fluffy, but it's not cotton candy. Um, at number eight this week at the box office, while planning her family reunion, a pistol-packing grandma must contend with the other dramas on her plate, including the runaway who has been placed under her care and her love-troubled nieces. Is this... I feel like this is one of the first ones of these, which is a very long-running and well-known series. Makes oh. a lot of money. Uh, is it, we are not the target demographic. A grandma with a gun. Says a pistol-packing grandma. Protecting her grandchildren. Uh, must contend with the other dramas on her plate, including the runaway who's been placed under her care and her love trouble nieces. During, no, while planning her family reunion. It's mostly a uh, comedy oh, drama. Oh, oh. No, I got it. Uh, one of the Medeas. Yep. Oh. Medea family reunion. Medea's family reunion, indeed. It's this is the second or third one, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if they're sequential even. Yeah, I have no idea. I just I just mean chronologically. I don't think they are sequential. Yeah, but I have. I think that 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 multi that multiverse is freed from time and space. Yeah, it seems it. <laughs> Medea's got the powers of Reed Richards. Yeah. It's in the realm of none of my business. Medea does hold the time stone, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, at number seven at the box office, brutal cold forces two Antarctic explorers to leave their team of sled dogs behind as they fend for <laughs> their survival. I'm sorry, Antarctic, you said? Antarctic, yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... McMur- they're at McMurdo, I guess. Uh, and I love that the cold forces of it. Like, where did they think they were setting up shop? Is this the Danish remake of the thing? <laughs> no, that um, was like 2010. That yeah. was later. This is a well. That was actually a prequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. th- this is a, a Walt Disney film starring Paul Walker. Hmm. Oh shit! And uh, and a bunch of huskies. It's not snow dogs. It's not. It's 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 title is 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 a is a temperature reference and also forty below or something referencing the number of sled dogs he has eight below eight below oh eight below because there's eight dogs and it's cold and he thinks he's above them. That's the story. (laughs) Right, but it's not. Yeah, (laughs) Paul Walker thinks he's better than them dogs. Little do you know, there was a dog in that tree that one day. Um, conspiracy. Dog. It's a sled dog conspiracy. A sled dog murdered Paul Walker. Dog. <laughs> Sitting in a tree, though. Yeah, it was a very course. complicated plan. Dog sledding is all about family. <laughs> it's like not fast enough. It starts with stealing Still DVD furious. players. And the fast and the you know, furriest. Oh, hello. Oh, those probably exist. But oh, they're not where's my think. green light? Oh, no. Bring it here. Uh, at number six this week, 
An aging alcoholic cop is assigned the task of escorting a witness from police custody to a courthouse some distance away. There are 27 <laughs> blocks. Close. 26 blocks. <laughs> I mean, 24 down. blocks. Okay, this is going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is Most Deaf and uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a really, really interesting movie. It's not great, but it's interesting. Uh, 16 blocks. 16 blocks, thank you. Yeah. That makes way more sense at being a hip-hop artist and everything. Yeah. But oh, Most Def plays like that's a... That's some distance away. He's, he's like a... He's a witness who is like... Uh, he has like a intellectual disability mm. that's like very vague. And he plays it kind of interesting. Like you, you keep like misinterpreting him as being stupid. But he is just... He doesn't communicate with Bruce Willis the way that Bruce Willis thinks he does. And they spend all day trying to get across town together. And by the end of it, it's like, it's really, it like ends really well. This and Be Kind Rewind were like most Def's like high points after. Uh, Be Kind Rewind was really cool. After Hitchhiker. Uh, Hitchhiker, thank you. After playing Ford. Most Def is a very interesting actor. I still yeah. am not a huge fan of his Ford Prefect. His performances are just weird. I can't look away. I, I love watching him act. It's just not what I expect. Yeah. And I think that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, very unusual. Um, at number five this week, oh, I remember this one. A traveling family falls victim to a group of mutated cannibals in a desert far away from civilization. It's a remake of a of the Hills Have Eyes. The Hills yeah. Have Eyes. Yep. I think they filmed parts of that outside of Yuma. Makes sense. Kind of looked like it. Yeah. Uh, at opening this week at number four, when her brother decides to ditch. For a couple weeks, Viola heads over to his elite boarding school, disguised as him, and proceeds to fall for his school's star soccer player, and soon learns she's not the only one with romantic troubles. She's the man, Amanda she, Bynes. She is Amanda Bynes. She's the man, indeed. I don't know how I remember either of those things, except for the fact that fucking Ooh, Lady oh. Ballers came out, and I was thinking about she's the man and Joanna Man, because that stupid Lady Ballers thing. Yeah, that was a popular movie. She's the yeah. man. Yeah, it yeah. was Channing Tatum's in that one. Yeah, Channing Tatum's the male love interest. That's right. He's very funny in that movie. Channing Tatum is a great comedic yeah, he's, actor. He's yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he um, just is not the star they want him to be. Sadly, no, he's not. They wanted him to be like a serious romantic leading man, yeah. and he's he's really a comedic character actor in disguise. I, I think it took long enough, but he found his niche, and he's firmly in it. Him and Sandra Bullock are hilarious together in that one movie. Mm. The Kingdom of whatever. Uh, both of the Jump Street movies were incredible. I still haven't watched any of those. Oh my god. Oh, really? They're the first hilarious. One especially, but yeah. yeah. The second one like jumped the shark in such an intense way that it was like yeah. Um, and number two, I'm sorry, number three this week at the box office. A man tries to live a normal life despite the fact that he sometimes turns into a sheepdog. <laughs> God. The shaggy dog? The shaggy the dog. Sheep. Yeah, Tim Allen in the Walt Disney uh, Shaggy Dog remake. Yeah, I prefer the shaggy DA. The shaggy yes. DA is so much better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not better. He practices but, law. But yeah, it's just a man who turns into a dog. That's stupid. A man who practices the law that turns into a dog that practices the law. That's brilliant. Smart. Yeah, brilliant. 
That is really interesting when you think about it. Fred McMurray, you know, he started as a very, very serious actor. He's in Double Indemnity, which basically yeah. started the noir. Yeah. But then he, you know, My Three Sons and these kind of movies. Yeah, him. It's like Le- reverse Tom Hanks kind of Leslie thing. Nielsen, also a really oh, interesting yeah. career. Absolutely. Yeah. People forget that he was not always the funny straight man. That's why he got the airplane. Yeah, because yeah. he was so seriously straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy that he re- redefined his career. Kind of like, like um, overnight. On, on, like kind here. of like Andre Brower with uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. watching any of the old movies where he's an actual serious cop has became completely recontextualized. <laughs> or Ice T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was listening to Andre Brower, uh, rest in peace. They were playing an interview with him uh, talking about being in glory. Oh, and wow. That I was just like going back and thinking about his performance in glory. I was like, oh my God, I never thought that I would laugh at this guy over and over and over and over again because he's just so serious and like you feel for him. And he's like, he's a fantastic actor, but fucking just he's so good at, at Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So fucking dry. So good. God. I love, there's nothing I love more than a couple of heavy, <laughs> pendulous breasts. About, pendulous. About two and a half pounds each. <laughs> yeah, so specific. <laughs> oh, at number two this week at the box office, a 30-something is still living with his parents until they hire an interventionist to help him graduate out of the house. That's when the fun begins. Oh, oh, that's when. Just to, tell me when, and I'll show up then. This is uh, one of a string of uh, terrible rom-coms from the 2000s. Really, really bad decade for rom-coms. Um, starring a rom-com, uh, someone who, who became known for the rom-coms before having a sans of sorts. It's, uh, a reconnaissance. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh... Yeah, McConaughey's failure to wedding. launch. Failure to launch with Sarah what? Jessica Parker and Matthew. Harry Bradshaw. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. <laughs> Dear Diary, people are probably finding out I liked mermaid and McConaughey romance <laughs> movies. And opening at number one this week in a future British dystopian society, a shadowy freedom fighter known only by the alias of V plots to overthrow the tyrannical government with the help of a young woman. Uh, V for Vendetta opened at number one. And uh, yeah, that is the box office top ten. Which brings us to uh, the character and comic book background. Al, Professor, enlighten us. Am I muted? No. (laughs) Um, V for Vendetta is a British graphic novel written by Alan Moore and illustrated by David Lloyd. Uh, Moore and Lloyd had previously worked together on four stories for Doctor Who magazine. (coughs) V for Vendetta was initially published in black and white in serialized form in the British comics anthology Warrior starting in March of 1982. Although... Yeah. 
Um, although Moore and Lloyd created each eight page or so chapter month to month, they had already planned the full story to span three acts or books. They didn't, they kind of knew where it was going, but like not detail by detail. Um, yeah, they just, every month was was fun for them. <laughs> <laughs> they had a grand old time. <laughs> every month was fun. Um, however, uh, the publishers of Warrior canceled the anthology in 1985 with the final two completed chapters of book two left unpublished. So they were about two-thirds of the way through what they were planning um, when they were canceled in 1985. Several companies attempted to convince the creators to let them publish and complete the story, with DC winning out. Starting in 1988, DC reprinted the Warrior stories in color, um, then continued the series to completion. The I'm glad it stayed with DC. Like, that's the right publishing house. Yeah. yeah. They were buying um, up a lot of stuff like this around this time, too, right? Uh, it's when, oh, 82, I don't know, but like 90s is when Vertigo really started kicking, which oh, is how okay. much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, the darker titles. Um, the, the first collected edition of the full series was published in 1990. I believe that was uh, published by Vertigo. Okay, yeah. Um, in the States, uh, another company in Britain. V for Vendetta depicts a dystopian and post-apocalyptic near-future version of the United Kingdom in the late 1990s, preceded by a nuclear war in the 80s that devastated most of the rest of the world. The Nordic supremacist, Christo-fascist, and homophobic Norsefire political party has exterminated its opponents in concentration camps, and now rules the country as a police state. The story's title character and protagonist is V, an anarchist revolutionary dressed in a Guy Fox mask. V stages an elaborate and theatrical revolutionist campaign to kill his former captors, bring down the fascist state, and convince the people to abandon fascism in favor of anarchy. While inspiring a young woman, age 16 and victim of the system, Evie Hammond, to be his protege after saving her from her failed first attempt at prostitution. Yeah. That's... that's... <laughs> How bad do you have to be to f the world's <laughs> oldest profession? Uh, that, that... You literally don't have to do anything. That's, that's some very Alan Moore shit. She um, was a 16-year-old prostitute. <laughs> Well, I assume that it went sideways. I assume that it went pear-shaped instead of her not getting, like, she just couldn't get the money. I, she I'm was sure that you're right. It's <laughs> funnier to imagine that she failed. Like, you know what? She, just she was Like, nobody? What am I, chopped liver? Sorry. <laughs> she was 16. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, she was 16. Uh, very clumsy at her first attempt. Uh, first person she walked up to was uh, one of the finger men. Oh, that's um, interesting, being, I guess, as a story beat. Being yeah. like the, the secret police. Yeah. God, it's, it's so crazy, the 80s. Just, of course, our main female character is 16 and a prostitute. Just like... Well, 
I mean, I know that we mentioned it when it's apparent as a theme or storytelling device, the misogyny. But this dude was a misogyny. I yeah, mean, uh, look at yeah. look at the women in Watchmen. Look at what happens to Barbara Gordon in The Killing Joke. Like, they, they have to be dominated in one way. Absolutely. It's, That's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. as bad as Frank Miller. Every time, well, and every time the author or the the director softens it in some way, and Alan Moore mm-hmm. gets pissed off and about he's it. He's mad, right? And and yeah, fans are mad. They're you know. Like, I have just, an important message. I'm sure essay is bad. I, I uh, <laughs> like the yeah. Right. The the director at one point said Alan Moore wouldn't be happy with anything other than a shot for shot recreation of his comic. Yeah. yeah. Just take yeah. pictures of the comic and put it on screen. I think somebody said that, right? Take, just take pictures, take the images and put them on screen and they'll be happy. Yeah. No, Alan Moore yeah, really. only, Alan Moore would have loved the Sin City treatment for any of his works. That's all he wanted. True. Um, V's first public act in his campaign of anarchy is the explosion of the Houses of Parliament on November 5th, known as Guy Fox Day. The very act that was the intention of Guy Fox in the gunpowder plot of 1605. Um, yeah, one of the major differences that uh, the first thing he does is blow up the Houses of Parliament rather than the last. Um, oh, right. And an early restriction self-imposed by the creators resulted in the entire series being absent of sound effects and thought bubbles. Hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting. That is. Yeah, unusual. So all external. That's Yeah, like like any um there were there was one scene where uh, it was ambiguous to me when I was reading it. I I reread the whole thing yesterday. Um you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, but um, <laughs> I didn't ask you to do it. Yeah. Um, one scene, uh, apparently a, a gun is empty, but you don't hear the click. Mm. Uh, a policeman fires a gun and it's not loaded, but you don't hear the click or you don't, you can't read the click. Yeah. You just right. kind of look, looks sideways at the gun. They didn't draw uh, a little squiggly line. No. 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 Like um, hammer action, like like a oh. little asterisk kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they did at some Editor's point. Note: There should be a sound effect here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did at some point um, introduce uh, like narrative blocks where you're following a person's thoughts, but not the thought bubbles that right. come out of people's head. The the thought clouds. Box is usually narration, but yeah, yeah. it can yeah. be internal narration, but yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, it's more like one single instead of spread out. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, because they'll do it, you know, say Spider Man, it'll be like, it's been such a such day since I've seen the Green Goblin. And then he'll be like, what's that? <laughs> In his thought bubble yeah. and back to the box. Yeah, it's fun. Comics are fun. <laughs> yeah. The shorthand. It's its crazy. This is not about uh, the comics, but uh, another interesting note I picked up, um, thanks to Wikipedia, that the, uh, the TV series Pennyworth from 2019 to 22 
a prequel to the series Gotham is also intended to serve as a prequel for V for Vendetta. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. That's so funny when people do things like that. Yeah. I think some Guy Fox masks show up in the, the third season. So like there's a there was a nuclear war or there will be. Yeah. Pennyworth couldn't stop it. Nor could Batman. <laughs> Considering Batman's not yeah. even born yet. Yeah. That's uh, weird. That's just weird that the Batman's Gotham is post apocalyptic. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The Pennyworth series is about him being young, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it but... pre apocalyptic, I guess? Oh, yeah. It's like in the. <laughs> That's what we're in right now. Yeah, that's what inevitably. Well, no, because that, it that, all is until it's not. If that universe is now destined for becoming V for Vendetta, and the only hero left is V, <laughs> you know. But Pennyworth also takes place like decades ago. Mm. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I just didn't know. I like. I. I don't know. I just think it's silly. All right. Um, and that concludes today's comic book history. Well, thank you, Al. Um, so, okay. That brings us to the production of the film itself, and I'm actually going to start a little further back than I usually do. The gunpowder plot, as Al mentioned, was a plot to uh, to to blow up Parliament. Big Ben. Look, kids. Um, <laughs> Look, kids. <laughs> Forget it. In 1605, um, it was mainly an assassination attempt against King James, the sixth of Scotland, first of England, uh, by a group of uh, English Catholics. It was led by uh, Robert Catesby, uh, who... <laughs> was a disgruntled Catholic. So <laughs> just like the best of them. Yeah. Um it was uh, they chose the 5th of November due to that it was the opening of the House of Lords. Um it was the state opening of Parliament and so the king and all of the lords they'd all be there. Um uh, Guy Fawkes and like it's nine. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Fox uh was assigned the task of lighting the fuse to the explosives, a task which he failed. Um, <laughs> he, he, like the Serbian dude in World War II, like yeah. if he hadn't stopped for a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was, of course, captured in World War One. Did I yeah, say, I say yeah, 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 the guy yeah. in the uh, alley World who shot War the I, Kaiser. My bad. Yeah. Well, he failed. And then oh, he was yeah. all upset with himself and stopped for lunch and the motorcade came by again. <laughs> he was like, all right. Yeah. There wouldn't have been World War One if he'd gone to a different place to get a sandwich. Yeah. All right. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Guy Fox could have lit the spews. Or Franz yeah. Ferdinand after having been like after they uh, an assassination attempt on him had been like, maybe we just go home. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, they killed this dude. This aggression this, will not stand, man. Same guy. Uh, um, so yeah, he, uh, Guy Fox was executed. Um, the it obviously made a, made made all the papers. Um, <laughs> 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 
Yeah, the it people like, who could read read about it. I'm sure it was Kanye level news. <laughs> yeah, um, John Milton uh, was uh, very taken with the incident and wrote about it multiple times. Uh, it apparently influenced uh, Paradise Lost. Um, in 1841, a romance, historical romance, was written about Guy Fawkes um, that painted him as sympathetic, and Guy Fawkes became a popular feature in the uh, Penny Dreadfuls of the time, which were, you know, kind of like just like the popular media of the day. Pulp, pulp fiction. Yeah. Um, uh, in England, it was. Uh, celebrated every year, Guy Fawkes Day. Um, the children would wear Guy Fawkes masks, and then they would burn effigies oh. of him. So I was going to ask, because yeah, it sounded as though these masks had already existed. Yeah, yeah, it was common for for children to wear Guy Fawkes masks. It was a holiday. They'd burn effigies of him, and I don't know what else. British stuff. Eat some squirty cream or something. <laughs> 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 Leave out parsnips for him in the middle of the Parsnips night. for Guy Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Some root vegetable. Um, it, in a uh, hard land. In the uh, 80s, uh, Guy Fox Day started losing popularity as the popu- as uh, Halloween became more popular in England due to the Americanization of everything. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, interesting. but they had to choose. Like, what was yeah. that vote that yeah. day? I wonder how Margaret Thatcher felt about that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to Margaret Thatcher? That's what I was going to say. Is it a pro Guy Fox or because they burn an yeah. effigy? So it's like yeah. down with Guy Fox. Yeah, day? yeah. It's like down yeah. with Guy Fox, but also he's kind of he's like not... he's kind of like a popular antihero kind of thing. But like, I was going to say, if he was a... complicated. But British Catholics, that's not Church of England. Who are these people? Who is this British dis- disgruntled Catholic people? I have so well, many I mean, that was oh, I don't know shit about Guy Fawkes. That's why they were disgruntled. Because um, because was the Protestant Ising. Yeah. yeah. They were Protestant. Yeah, they were mad that that Henry wanted to get divorced so he made a new church. Yeah. Right. It's why we went to the new, I guess that's it, yeah. It's why the pilgrims were like this this religion is not oppressive enough for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so as the the making of the film, uh, Joel Silver, who is uh, a producer on this film, bought the rights uh, to both V for Vendetta and Watchmen in the 80s. Um. He uh, originally assigned uh, Hillary Henkin, who was the uh, writer on Roadhouse, to write a uh, script of it. Um, apparently, awesome. it bared very yeah. little resemblance to either Alan Moore's work or the finished product that He's came all, out in 2006. I'm V. I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> It was a lot of nightclubs. Yeah, V was Patrick Swayze, and he wore the mask, but otherwise was just shirtless and jeans. (laughs) And his hair was still long. Uh, I saw the extended trailer for the new one. I don't. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) They're just not going to stop selling this kid as a tough guy. No, never. 
Yeah. yeah. He makes a great Spider-Man villain, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, oh, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. No, he's yeah, getting yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But no, it's just funny him being like the toughest boxer on the earth, on the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, really? <laughs> All right, bubble okay. boy. Cool, I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. And he looks tough, you know, but I mean, they're constantly, I don't know. We're just like, give me at least somebody built like he, the rock. Uh, okay, I will say this. He'll kick the shit out of me. Oh, sure. Hands down. Probably. That's hilarious. He's I was just about boxer. to say the same thing. He can kick my ass, but yeah. he can probably kick all four of our asses in one go. Okay. That now that's sad. that's where I pump the brakes. That's my point. No, I think all I think four of us can take him. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh... So uh, on our Patreon, our how many celebrities could we fight? Yeah. Brick, you had a trident. <laughs> yeah. What which celebrities could the four of us beat up? <laughs> Together. Oh my god, that's a yeah. whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh Natalie Portman, I think we could. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now that's, and that's I feel the like show. even I think the newest Portman is more yeah, she's actually, badass now. She's more than shredded. Yeah. But I don't know. All the way since the professional, I wouldn't cross her. Oh no, 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 no! She'll she'll get us murdered for sure. Yeah. Um, if she doesn't die from sadness first. <laughs> so, um, yeah. we know her one weakness: being yeah, sad. They get her dirty and like so strong, and then like, <laughs> like I'm such a great actor. Why are you doing this to me? You're like that's why. You have to be sad when you die. I mean the character as a whole. Yeah. Uh, um. So, uh, yeah, the Wachowskis, without any prompting, in the mid '90s, wrote a uh, a screenplay based on *Fever Vendetta*. They didn't have the rights; they weren't asked to. They just liked it and decided to <laughs> because they're fucking Nobody cool. Always. Because they're cool. That's cool as fuck to do. I it think, is. It's fun, yeah. but it's also kind of fan fictiony. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure, they didn't know they were going to be the Matrix people. <laughs> that like, yeah. But, um, after the Matrix films, uh, they contacted Joel Silver and uh, got they got it made because they just made the Matrix and they were like, sure, make another movie, please. Um, they uh, they uh, did a few more drafts of it. Um, they did not direct. They asked James McTeague to direct it. James McTeague was a uh, assistant director on The Matrix. All three I'm of the British, Matrix films. Right? Or Scottish. Uh yes, I believe he is. he is. He is from New South Wales. He is Australian. Oh, oh, he's Australian. Yeah. Um I guess I had never realized it was a quick little but Carl Urban is New is New Zealander. I, yeah. I swore I, I thought, thought he, was, he was like I British. Thought, I thought he was British. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I saw boys like interview and it was Carl Urban and Anthony Starr and they're both from New Zealand. Hmm. Wait, Homelanders from New Zealand? Yeah. What? Oh my God. You should look up Anthony Starr and like a him on panels and an interview when group interviews and stuff like he'll smile and chuckle and then immediately go to the Homelander face when he thinks the camera's not, like he is that dude. Yeah, no, that's the I cast. The cast all said that he is the most like his character. And he, and he didn't seem as offended by that as he yeah. should have been. I remember seeing that. That's interesting. 
Uh, so James McTeague, this was his first uh, directorial uh, film. He did, of course, do work in the industry for years before. He was assistant director on the Star Wars prequels, as well as the Matrix films. Um, so Pinecrest Studios? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Pine Pinewood? Pinewood, yeah. Pinewood yeah, Pinewood. Uh, but like he, he worked for years. He was or he was in uh, he worked on Dark City, um, Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm not sure he should huh. keep that. But but uh, uh, this was his. Um, there's there's nothing wrong with how this movie was made. No, no, it's a perfect, perfectly competently made film. It's not. Yeah, it didn't not blow me movie. out of the park with its uh, direction, but it it was good. It was. Well, it encapsulates that like uh, prequel era perfectly mm. you know it's it's no matrix but it's really cool it's different there's mm. a lot of interesting stuff that they do that's creative yeah yeah i think it's biggest problem personally is that there really wasn't anyone to root for they didn't yeah. really give you and that's probably alan moore's problem so. v is not a protagonist character i mean it, she should be the protagonist and they tried to do it and it just doesn't really work because you they, have to spend so much time with him right they clearly tr- they clearly tried to make her character um someone you could relate to more than the alan moore version of her character but they could when steven ray is cop you know they make it seem like you're supposed to be fun and, and he's somewhat different but he still works for this the theocratic He's still in the inner state. circle of this. Right, so well, it's just but at the same hard time, behind anyone. he's supposed to be the like you know the hero of the night figure yeah, no, that I get exists it. in British culture. Like I was like, oh, okay, you know that's cool using these archetypal things as characters that we get to they, see the perspective from. Each one is a two-dimensional. Like I, just, yeah, I don't know, yeah. know how, didn't know who to root for. You're yeah. not necessarily rooting for the inspector. Nobody not, had a character. They all in had the, uh, archetypes. In the the comics, uh, a whole chapter uh, was spent with Inspector Finch going to Lark Hill and taking acid LSD to get inside the brain of uh, the man he's after. I mean, frankly, wow. that would have been a lot more Ooh. interesting than like yeah, his dry, been, like by a police guy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I in wish, the interest I wish of the... keeping the film under four hours. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> a NASA trip in real time. <laughs> I think just I inserted think into the movie. <laughs> these characters, not to like they they were so two dimensional. They should have just leaned on some existing British archetypes stronger you know mm-hmm. than just kind of being being vague like sherlock holmes and and his partner instead of just some random cop and the some gal like i don't know what famous british person in history but you but don't like, mean actually sherlock holmes not actually like, no 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 character. but like but like using those granular things because we're already talking about guy fox here if we're talking about british history like it just everything else is kind of wooded you know, because yeah. they're just stand-ups for the Guy Fox thing to exist in. Yeah, which is fine. Well, and and I mean, V is such a cipher sure. because he, he, it's literally a guy that you never see that has no memories, <laughs> like like that. You can't get more cipher than that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not saying this is bad. I love this movie, and I, this story is interesting. It's just interesting to watch it and look at it and go like, damn, they really didn't do anything with these 
characters in any oh, way that's yeah, like no, no, interesting the, the at film, all. The film's interesting, but it's it exists entirely in style and plot. There is no yeah. character. And, in well, it. and the and it's just dialogue that doesn't do anything for the. It's just weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's 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 strictly a series of plot mechanisms. Like it's yeah. so weird. It's weird how that happens without them getting character as a result. Of okay, it. you know, I, hmm. uh, like yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see when we get to the. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know. I have points that I'll save. I'll just yeah, save okay. Okay. So James McTeague, as a director after this, went on to direct films such as uh, Ninja Assassin, The Raven, Survivor, and Breaking In, all films that were mildly <laughs> middling, okay, and fine, and kind of successful. He also Did worked... he ever do music videos? No, not that I... No. He, he didn't. Uh, he, uh, he did... He worked on a few TV series, Sensate, obviously, with his Wachowski uh, connection. Um, He directed some episodes of Marco Polo and something called Messiah, which I've never heard of. Um, And he did work on Matrix Resurrections as a producer. Um, uh, Our cast, our original V was James Purefoy. Who uh, he was in? He went on to be in Rome, um, and the following. Not a super well-known guy, mostly British TV. Um, but uh, uh, McTeague cast Natalie Portman because he worked with her in episode two. Um, as we said, she beat out uh, Kira Knightley, who also <laughs> read for the role. Um, after James Purefoy left, they called in Hugo Weaving to be V. Hugo Weaving, of course, Elrond, uh, Agent Smith. Is Hugo Weaving? Um, he's the Red Skull. Yeah, the Red Skull. Yes, that's right. Uh, Stephen Ray as Inspector Finch. Uh, whew, Stephen Ray. What is he best known for? Crying Game. Yeah, the crying game broke. Yeah, um, well, he was also he he was also in an interview with the vampire Michael Collins. Those are good movies. Um, Holy shit! Interview with the vampire. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, that movie. That's not a bad movie, but also Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt should have switched roles. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Rice is crazy. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> we could talk about Anne Rice all day. Let's not do that. Uh, um, we've got a huge cast of veteran British character actors here. Stephen Fry as Gordon Dietrich, best known originally from uh, Fry and Laurie. Bit uh, of. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Um, Black Adder. Um, ooh, uh, he was in A Fish Called Wanda, Chariots of Fire. Um the Sherlock Holmes movies, the Robert Downey Jr. ones. Um, Did he have a travel show or a gadget show? Something something. in the last few years. Yeah. Um, Uh, Oh, he was, wow, he was in, he had a television documentary called Stephen Fry, The Secret Life of a Manic Depressive, in which he talked about his bipolar disorder. Interesting. 
I didn't know about oh, that. Oh, he was in the Sandman recently. Yeah. He was fiddle yeah. he was Fiddler's Green. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was also the uh the narrator for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um yeah, he's in he's in so many things, but he's great. Oh, he was in uh he was uh the narrator for Harry Potter video games. Huh. Um oh Stephen Fry in America. That was his travel series. That was his travel series, yeah. That's right. I remember him seeing a football game and being like, this is incredible. <laughs> they have jets flying over? <laughs> um, John Hurt played Adam Sutler. High Chancellor Sutler. Fucking John Hurt. Um, like, somehow unrecognizable to me. He plays this so... His face is so screwed and turned and evil. He is so good at He's John, yeah, he's John Hurt. Uh Elephant Man, Midnight Express. Uh, ooh, uh Alien. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull we saw him recently in for oh, the show. Yeah. I, I appreciated the 1984 connection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's right, 1984. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He plays the Countess in uh, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, which not oh the best God. adaptation, but not terrible either. I forgot about that adaptation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah. John Hurt, veteran character actor, also starring uh, Tim Pickett Smith as Creedy, the uh, head of the secret police. The Fingerman. Uh, he's mostly in British stuff. Uh, the Chief, Midsummer Murders, The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher. <laughs> he was. Just... Um, and he did a bunch of Doctor Who in the 70s. Um... <laughs> Which everybody did. It was a hot club drug then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rupert Graves uh, was Dominic Stone as uh, the the. Inspector Finch's right hand man. Yeah, his partner. He's also he's um oh shit in Sherlock. Um, yeah, uh he played uh Lestrade. Lestrade. Wow. Yeah. Um he was in a room with a view, Madness of King George, um uh the twenty twenty Emma remake, which I heard was good but didn't watch. Um Oh, Death at a Funeral, that was a good so, yeah, Rupert Graves. Um, Roger Allum is Prothero, the uh, the 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 talking head. TV. Yeah, yeah, I was the the what's the Fox News guy? I'm trying to think of that. He's like um, uh, pinhead guy. Hannity. Oh, Hannity now. Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah. O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. God, this guy, he's the spitting image of Christopher Hitchens, and it, like, is crazy. Every time I see him, I'm like, it's so weird to see a guy who looks just like Hitchens dressed like a fascist. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is I also thought it was Christopher Hitchens, so I started Googling this sentence. Is Christopher Hitchens (laughs) in... V for Vendetta, but you know what the first suggested search was? Is Christopher Hitchens in hell? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. And I just love that that many people had to Google to see if he made hey, it in. You know what? Like, like there's a roster every year. Yeah, God's got a website that he uh, 
Yep. He Main keeps updated. updated. Yeah. And that you can ask Sander, is he in hell? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, probably. I don't know. If, if there is one and those are the rules that you got to follow. We're all probably going to hell. Um, Roger Allen, though, who is not Christopher Hitchens. Um, Sadly. Yeah. Um, we've also seen him in Game of Thrones. He played Illyrio Mopatis. Uh, he was in the thick of it. And uh, we saw we last saw him on this show in Speed Racer, which uh, was a monthly movie that we did uh, a couple years back. Was he the dad or something? No, John Goodman was the dad. John Goodman was the dad. He played Royalton. Oh, he was the evil corporate guy. Oh. Um. He was also another Wachowski in, movie. Yeah, another Wachowski. Uh, he was also in the the Sandman series recently as Azazel. Mm. Huh. In hell. <laughs> in hell. <laughs> in hell. Uh, Sinead Cusack played Dr. Delia Surridge. Um, that's the, the lady doctor that died. Um, she's mostly in a lot of British TV stuff. Um, I feel like that's it. That's, that's, that's most of the people there. That's good enough. Um, yeah, everybody um, else is just a wooden guy standing there in a uniform. One more uh Dascom uh was uh played by Ben Miles. I bring him up because he was one of the five uh top men in the the government. He was the oh uh, the other um, TV guy? The TV guy. Okay. The like entertainment TV guy. Yeah, okay, that guy. John Tesh, I guess. Oh, um at- A fascist John Tesh, right? Uh quick note the uh Valerie Page, the uh the flashback note lesbian note writer oh yeah um she was played by natasha widem but as a child she was played by imogen poots the lesbian note writer (laughs) 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 Uh, poet laureate yeah um but yeah imogen poots uh pre-fame playing which also that's, every single that's time funny. i say her name i'm like Poots. anyways um <laughs> v for vendetta has 73 percent on rotten tomatoes it's considered generally a uh, a well-liked film um i do have a few letterboxed reviews no gene no oh no gene system. was dead gene was dead and yeah. roger was already having his jaw removed it was a rough oh. time yeah um uh so yeah letterboxed zoe luke writes i love natalie portman and i hate the government five stars yeah succinct yeah um letterboxed uh User Pendragon writes V for fuck off. Half a star. <laughs> I wonder what their complaint was. <laughs> was it all the alliterations? It might have been. There was a lot of V stuff. That V loved V. He loved Because yeah, at a certain point, I was oversaturated. I get it. V is for Vookie, and that's good enough for him. 
I love that cookie. Like, that's good enough for me, says Cookie Monster. <laughs> like, that's all I need. Good enough. Yep. Um, good enough. Every, um, every chapter, except for a couple that were called, like, prologue, um, every chapter of the comic was a V word. Started with the villain, victims, mm. honor, none. And just with vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough for me. Um... <laughs> Letterbox user Shay writes I'm like Natalie Portman in this film because after watching this I too became bald five stars what <laughs> and Letterboxd user C. Hall writes Princess Diaries 2 for men I don't understand how as I've never watched Princess Diaries 2 but I have to assume that's correct. Half a star. Yeah, somebody knows what they're talking about. Is someone I held against their will in Princess Diaries 2? Maybe. Well, that would be an interesting series to do. Basically, Anne Hathaway's really good in the first one. Basically, Beauty and the Beast, that element. So, is that what Princess, Princess Diaries 2, was? Royal Engagement? It's like, oh, look, no. you can't leave, but you'll learn to love me. Um... And then she blows up Parliament. Yeah. yeah. She got that Stockholm and, too. And Hathaway, man. Uh, yeah, Princess Diaries. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there seems to be a lot about the Princess Diaries. I'm not going to go into that. So um, that's about it for the background of the film, guys. You ready to jump into the movie itself? I wanted to spend some more time talking about the Princess Diaries, but <laughs> well, I think that's just oh, that's me. on our list. We're gonna get there. Uh, here we go. This is V for Vendetta. We open with a voiceover by Natalie Portman, a British voiceover by Natalie Portman. And a dramatization of the gunpowder plot when Guy Fox tried to blow up Parliament. And we cut to a title card. Is she just casually thinking about Guy Fox? Like, how often do men think about the Roman Empire thing? Is it do <laughs> British people just casually think about Guy Fox and they're like, do I know Guy Fox? Should I love Guy Fox? Yeah. Should we blow up Parliament? You know, like, is that a British thing? How often do British people think about Guy Fox? She's just thinking about it. Like, what if Once he'd be year. right? You I know? mean, they're told to remember, remember the 5th of November. Yes. Yeah. The the the, the British British uh, culture and government is is actively seeking to make them think about Guy Fox. Um. Although I, uh, I, I, my my first uh, knowledge of the phrase "remember, remember the fifth of November" was from the John Lennon song "Remember." So. I, for the longest time, didn't know who Guy Fox was. And I was like, what happened on 5th of November, John? Yeah. Um, so then we join V, getting ready, putting on his face. Uh, as cut, intercutting with Evie, getting ready to go out. In, uh, while a uh, 
The government-sanctioned talking head spouts about fascism. Um, that's that's Prothero, right? Yeah, that's Prothero. Um, so that was one thing Alan Moore complained about was that his his he says said that his graphic novel was about fascism versus anarchy, and this movie was about conservatism versus liberalism. I would argue it's still about fascism. Yeah. To a lesser yeah. degree. To a lesser degree, sure. Um, he said he was mad they took out the racism. <laughs> um, <laughs> to apparently focus on the uh, homophobia and g- general fascism. Yeah, we get a very brief uh, reveal of a dark-skinned face in the crowd at one point in this movie, and that's it, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, um, just thinking about British uh, issues. Then again, I guess we're very far in the future and all the camps and things have already been yeah. wrapped up. They've already gotten you know? rid of all the undesirables. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a, this is years past that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, the, uh, I, it is interesting that they chose to focus more on um, LGBTQ oppression seen as it is uh written by the Wachowskis um who of course huh. uh would later become uh known uh, for yeah. being trans yeah that's interesting i never made that connection yeah. it's fascinating um so uh yeah they're getting ready uh both Evie and V leave their homes um i wonder what the Symbolism of her being E V is because it's clearly supposed. Oh, it's to be- that liberal idea of electric vehicles, man. They're just jamming it down your throat. You know, it's propaganda, man. Uh, um, because obviously they wanted her name to be similar to V's name. I wonder if that's just the closest they got. They're like A V, O V, E V. It's interesting to me the story. While well, we're talking about the fascism versus conservatism versus liberalism and anarchy, whatever conversation. Where the fuck are the royals in this conversation? I get the feeling the royals are dead and gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting yeah. thing because... No, I think they got the Romanov treatment. Yeah. Yeah. By the whatever... The Nord Nor- fire. Norse fire. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, Sweden, Finland, and... Uh, uh, what's the third one up there? Denmark. Denmark. They're like, like, hey, hey. yeah, don't, don't, don't don't name yourselves after us. We don't want to bring us into this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Evie is approached on the streets by a fingerman, a secret government police agent. Uh, She's out past curfew. So the fingerman and his finger friends decide to sexually assault her. Um, This, um, this scene gave off real like Batman eighty nine vibes yeah. to me, like the beginning with the thugs and the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I was be like, "What are you? I'm V." <laughs> okay, elaborate. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So V shows up. He beats them all up. He might have killed one of them. It's no biggie. Um, he tells Evie he'll escort her home, but first he wants to take her to a concert. They go to uh, a nearby rooftop 
where she witnesses that he has hijacked the public address system. It plays the 1812 overture while the old Bailey building gets blown up amidst some fireworks. Uh, so he has planned this gigantic terrorist crime and he's like on his way to go do it, right? He stops mm. this girl from being assaulted and saves her. And he's like, come with me. I want you to come be with witness me. to these capital offenses. Yeah, basically. He's or out of his just, mind. I'd like you it. in the way. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. be thinking and talking to you while this elaborate thing. I that's true. Yeah. Every revolution no, is dancing. I mean, I guess. Like, I guess so. That's true. It's that thing how where the the secret antihero always wants an attractive young woman <laughs> to be a witness to what they do. So that's not unlike the Joker cool. almost yeah. where it's like this this woman is he has this weird fantasy thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Incels love this movie. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. not even get too deep into that, but this is one of the movies that is considered amongst uh, yes. That like. that reminds me. I uh I meant to follow up with a little bit of the impact of uh, this film on culture. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah, there's that, absolutely. But in yeah. general, Anonymous, the Guy oh, Fox yeah. mask. Um, so uh, due to a lot of internet dudes completely misunderstanding the point of this movie along with, I don't know, Fight Club... Um, American Psycho, a lot, a lot of films about uh, lone psychotic antiheroes. Um, they uh, started wearing this mask in part uh, initially in, uh, let's see, the late two thousands at a number of protests, and also uh, the hacking group Anonymous started wearing this mask. In part because Warner Brothers, which owns this particular design of the mask, started mass producing them as a promotional tool for the movie. And it beca- they became so popular that they continued mass producing them. And Warner Brothers makes money on every single Guy Fox mask that is sold. So the ultimate winner in all of this is still capitalism. Capitalism, baby. Yes. The shareholders. Yes. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Roger wow. Zaslov is making money off these neck beards on 4chan. That's like the, wow. Holy shit. That's hilarious. Yep. It's just funny to see Americans wearing Guy Fox masks. Yeah. Um, Occupy Wall Street. Um, the, uh, not, it, the first big... Uh, protest was against Scientology by Anonymous, where where the fi- where the masks See, were worn. Anonymous is one thing. When people wear it out in the streets is a whole other thing. Because they're doing videos on the internet. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a video on the internet, I'm going to hide my face. Sure, whatever. But, and they're probably people that are not Americans necessarily. Yeah. But Americans wearing the mask during Occupy Wall Street was so frustrating to me. Because it was just, it just felt so unserious. It Which did. sucks because I wanted people to take that shit seriously. At one point, Julian sort of serious person sometimes. At one point, Julian Assange wore one during a protest. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um. So, yeah. The the it it the the impact of this film lasted far beyond 
the film's popularity itself in a weird, weird way. Thank you, Internet. Um, So uh, then after the old Bailey gets blown up, we cut to a meeting between uh, the dictator and his inner circle. Uh, Dictator is Chancellor Sutler. They discuss, the giant screen. Yeah, the, the 1984 the style screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, they discuss uh, how to cover up that it's a terrorist attack, and how to capture V, who they know wears a guy fox mask, and he was with a woman. They caught them on a, a, a surveillance uh, footage. Um. The next day, Evie's at work at a TV station. We meet her mentor, Gordon, who she was supposed to meet the night before when she was on her way uh, and got stopped. Uh, The news claims the destruction was part of a scheduled demolition of Old Bailey. It is pretty clever, I will say, as far as spin goes. The cheeky contractors who were scheduled to do it thought it'd be fun. To... Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, a bunch of packages of Guy Fox masks arrive, and the police detective Finch traces Evie to her apartment. Uh, he learns her identity, then he and the police head over to the TV station. At the station, though, V has also arrived and uh, locked down the building, uh, hijacking the state-run television network to address the country. He claims credit for the attacks and encourages the populace to resist Norse fire by joining him outside the Houses of Parliament on Guy Fawkes Night one year from that day. Uh, the police are, are trying to get into the building. Um, they see Evie. She hides from them. They finally get to the studio and discover that V has dressed all of the uh, people in the studio um, taking them hostage and dressed them like himself in Guy Fox masks with cloaks and wigs. Uh, he gets out of the studio. He nearly escapes when he gets caught next to, uh, or about to go down the stairs. Um, was that Finch? I didn't look it back up. I think that was That Finch. was uh, Dominic Stone. That's right. The Finch's second. Um, Evie comes up behind Stone and pepper sprays him. She gets knocked unconscious and V takes her with him so that she won't get arrested. Uh, The state media reports that V has been killed, and Inspector Finch realizes V took Evie with him. Um, The police accidentally kill one of the hostages dressed up like him, and they use that footage as proof that V was killed uh, by the police. Um... We find out that her parents were activists. They became activists after her brother died in a Saint Mary in the Saint Mary's school terrorist attack 14 years earlier. Uh, they were detained when she was 12 years old and later died in prison. So, the terrorist attack—they just vaguely allude to it. Yeah, we don't we don't learn about it all until closer to the end. Um. At this point, it's still kind of, yeah, just just vague yeah. illusions. Like it's like said. it's it's mentioned like there are many other terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. 
Yeah. But it's like the, it's like, you know, if there had been uh, 11 9 11s mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, yeah, you know, 9 11. It's like, oh. Yeah. The, like there were multiples. But in this instance, this is the first one, but we're treating it like it's like one of, I don't know. It's just interesting. The, it just wasn't, it didn't have the same like language that I thought it would have when it came to be realize that yeah. this was the beginning of the plague thing that it, killed everybody. Yeah. Well, so and it's also it's interesting. So in um we 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 kind of learned that there's something going on in America. They talk about America's war spreading to Europe. Um we later find out that America's in the middle of a second civil war. Um they do talk about a plague. Um they changed that from it being post nuclear in the comic and they comment on it too, mm-hmm. saying that yeah, you, you can keep all of the people's riches when they die, right? Is that yeah, the, yeah. The a plague can dis- can destroy a populace without touching the infrastructure or the riches. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Evie spends the night at V's. He cooks her breakfast, <laughs> like like Prince <laughs> would. Breakfast is served. Uh, they spend some time talking, bonding. Um, then V kills uh, Louis Prothero, the Norse fire propagandist, talking head. He's in his bathroom. He's got a hell of a shower. Yeah, that setup is awesome. Yeah. It's gigantic open but he, space. He watches himself on TV as he showers. Yeah, that was in the middle of his office. Oh, that's was true. It? Yeah, it's in. Yeah, the office. he was still at work. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, I get real sweaty. I gotta clean up, just like O'Reilly. He's like, my fascist uniform is pure wool, and it's very itchy and sweaty, and I have to constantly shower, otherwise I smell. Uh, um. So, oh, uh. Yeah, Finch gets called in to investigate. Uh, he discovers Prothero was rich because of his stake in a pharmaceutical company. When he was in the military, he was stationed at a government medical facility, which they can't find any information on as all the records have been destroyed. Oh, and he was also killed and left with a rose. Yes. A single A single rose. red rose. <laughs> like Zora. He was sent home like he's the bachelor. Like, sorry. <laughs> It's not you, will you not baby. Be getting it's me. <laughs> uh, back at his lair, V and Evie watch the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, then they see a news report about Prothero's death. Death. Evie gets upset at V for killing him. He. Uh, this is also. This is largely the Count of Monte Cristo, a revenge story with a guy who helps a young girl. Um. Al, was that in the comic, Count of Monte Cristo? No. No. No, it didn't come up. I just, I, I wish it had been the book and not, I mean, the movie makes sense, obviously. Because it's a visual it's a medium. Yeah. And you can show a movie, but the book is fantastic. The book I is just, one none of, of, none of, yeah, none of the movies have ever captured like what the whole book really is. The book is one of the oldest books that still holds up. Yeah, it's a banger. It's so good. I read it at like 19 and I was obsessed with it for years because it's just fun to read. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's up there with, um, uh, for me, like, um, uh, uh, the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Is great. Um, 
uh, Prince and the Pauper. Wow, that's Twain, though. That's a little later. But um, uh, so he back at his lair, V and Evie. Oh, yeah, they watch The Count of Monte Cristo. Then she tells him about her parents and brother's death, and V recruits her to help in one of his plots. We cut to Anthony Lillman, the Bishop of London, <laughs> who's a pedophile and corrupt. He worked at the Larkhill facility. That's a medical facility. Evie- I, this guy's interesting because he's not in the like board of five guys. You know? Yeah. He's another one. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's not the only one, you know, but it's just, I remember this being confusing when I was younger watching this the first time being like, how is he part of this? And it took a while to be like, oh, he must have been okay. Yeah. Well, it's a theocracy, right? It's not as over the top as Gilead and the Handmaid's Tale, but it's something similar, right? Yeah. They definitely, religion is an integral part of their fascist state for sure. Like Church Church of England kind of thing or whatever they use to... Absolutely. Oh, I don't think it matters. I, yeah. I I found this unrealistic as he's into little girls when we all know that the church <laughs> is into little boys. Yeah, this scene is just oh man. yeah, <laughs> it's rough. Her, I'm sorry, but her outfit made me be like, hey, look, it's a 25 year old dressed up in a Lolita uh, suit. <laughs> oh, it's just interesting because it's Natalie Portman, and she's yeah, you know been acting since she was a kid. Right. It's just interesting to have her playing. I, and, it's just like watching this as an adult. I'm like, fuck, this is so interesting going back and watching this movie. And she was, she is one of the most sexualized young yeah, that's actresses what I mean, like, of the nineties. Leon, the professional, uh, beautiful girls, like, well, and then being Leia's mom, definitely, uh, yeah, did not hurt or did not help in that sense, you know. I mean, I think we recently talked. I can't remember what movie we recently talked about how she would get, um, she'd 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 get letters when she was like fourteen and fifteen talking about raping her. Like, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's fucked up. Um, well, and she was one of the like spearheading figures of the Me Too movement and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Just going back this far in her career and being like, "Holy shit, whoa!" Uh, so, who did she call out? Uh, she didn't call anybody out, but she Cold was War the was she's the, the one who like uh, uh, printed pens and started like the organization itself, the like movement itself as like a physical, tangible thing. Uh, it was her and somebody else. I forget who it was, like a writer, publicist, person, um, journalist. I forget. But they started it at one, it was like an Emmy season or something. And they started wearing them to the two awards programs so that they could like put pressure on what's his face, uh, Creepo, who. Uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. But that's what I mean. That was why they were doing it, was so that Weinstein and whoever else was there that had been, you know. She has not publicly said she was ever assaulted by anyone in the industry, you know, whether yeah. she was or wasn't is a private matter that she's not chosen to discuss, but um she she was behind m- making it yeah. a public movement that gained traction. Just as far as like the pub- the publicity part of it goes, like they were like putting out press statements and stuff too. It was interesting. It was a weird it was new. It was yeah. Um so uh anyway, so she tries to uh 
tell the bishop that V is going to come and kill him, but he, he's into it. He thinks she's role-playing. He's like, yes, yes. And <laughs> uh, then was an improv yeah. game. Yeah. An improv sex game. <laughs> Always yes and in the bedroom, by the way, people. Well. <laughs> um so V does show up and murders him. Uh Evie runs away. Uh Inspector Finch or investigates. But then Creedy, the head of the secret police, shows up and tells him this involves the highest ranking members of the party. The information he's uncovering must be kept secret. So I just to, Oh, go ahead. Um in the in the book, um, I'm this scene when uh, Finch and uh, Stone are investigating. They're listening to a, an audio recording of what happened, um, and in the background, and at some point, like much louder, uh, they hear Beethoven's Fifth playing. We don't get that particular song till later in the movie, but um, blew my mind the the inspectors uh finch in particular picks up on it he's like uh that song that tune ba 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 it's morse code hmm. it's morse code for the letter v oh interesting dot 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 dash yeah hmm. interesting and it, it, it's interesting because V being the the number five and Beethoven's fifth. Huh. That, like, my brain just started going in circles. It's coming full circle, man. <laughs> After Evie runs away from V, she goes to her friend and former boss Gordon's house. Uh, he lets her stay with him. It turns out he's secretly gay and has a hidden room with uh, blacklisted pieces of art and literature, including the Koran. That's a really cool copy of the Quran. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like, that's an, like a 600 year old copy of the Quran yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Like with yeah. The, like heavy illustrations. Like, yeah. Um, uh, there are no illustrations in the Quran. All right. Well, I mean, the, the uh, illumination, the lettering is, yeah. Illuminations. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's the word I was thinking of. Uh, Inspector Finch. Uh, gives the coroner who was uh, doing the autopsy on the bishop, uh, her name's Dr. Surge, one of the roses to study as uh, she used to be a botanist. There are 12 people in England. Yes, absolutely. At this point, the plague has killed all but 12 people in this entire country. Yeah, because like, what are the chances that the one... And also, like, well, you're you're the inspector. You're like the head inspector of New Scotland Yard, and you don't you you're not going to go to an actual still practicing like professional botanist or chemist or something like. Well, also, you don't have a detective that you can send out to do this shit. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know? he's like the head yeah. guy. He's in the circle. Yes. Why is he inspecting? I can see the TV guy. That makes a little bit of sense because he could be self-produced, whatever, and he's super rich. Yeah. You know, that, that makes sense in the fascist government. But the leader of the police force 
being an independent detective. They said he's the head of New Scotland Yard. It's fascinating. Um, so, yeah, uh, we discover that the coroner <laughs> is connected to the Lark Hill. Uh, that night, V shows up. She expresses regret at her part in what happened. He murders her. Finch realizes too late that she was connected and they arrive to find her dead. But he discovers her journal, which he takes. I, I think it's interesting that he killed one of them with, like, kindness. Um, well, not literally. <laughs> Winder, diner. Yeah, he just kills her with poison. But I, I thought that was an interesting choice instead of like stabbing her to death in bed or something yeah it was far less you know it was far less terrifying and violent than the other deaths yeah there was a that makes me think of a scene and there was a scene in dexter where he kills a lady with pie that's very satisfying <laughs> um that reminds me of this where he's like nope you're already dead it's fine let's just be, chill let's be clear pie over the years has killed a number of people that's true <laughs> long term yeah. um uh, I hope I hope key lime takes me one day. Uh, High Chancellor Sutler warns Finch not to reveal anything in the journal. Then we get a flashback to the events at Lark Hill. As he he tells him that it's top secret. You'll go to jail under the jail if you tell anybody about this thing. You will be the only one who knows about this, whatever, whatever. It's the craziest tirade ever. Mm-hmm. How does anybody still do what this guy says? Yeah. I'm I'm it's, honestly wondering how this guy kept power for so long from his like inner circle. Yeah. Has it been years of Hitler in the bunker like this? Because this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like his inner circle would have stabbed him to death. They, well, that's why he's hidden and stuff. They explain it. But it's just like. They would have Valkyried him. Yeah, it's very extreme. Like, he's very extreme. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the Lark Hill Detention Facility um, was run by Norse Fire. They created the St. Mary's virus. Dozens of political prisoners there died during the experimentation. Um, an amnesiac in cell 5, or cell V, developed uh, mutated immunities and disfigurements as well as physical enhance- enhancements. He has, I guess, I guess super strength or something. And it's, I don't know if it's entirely clear. Is he the source of the virus? I don't know. Because I, 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 I think they insinuate that. I think it's implied like heavily that he's the source of the virus, that like experiments with him were successful in creating the virus. And the side effect was him getting superpowers hmm. kind of thing. Like, I, maybe that's made clear. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I found it unclear. But um, so. V is for vague. <laughs> and that's good enough for me. A variety of vagaries. <laughs> um, oh, um, I forgot to ask. At what point do you think he started buying or making the masks to ship them. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Because we saw them at the, the, the TV station. Right? Yeah. The boxes of them. Has he been just ordering them like piecemeal for years? Warner Brothers is cleaning up on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he got, I got a contract with a guy in LA. 
He's got a guy in Indonesia that prints masks for me and mails them still. They're in a civil war, but capitalism, baby. You know what I found interesting is um, noting the uh, the name brands that just happen to like appear on screen, like Dell. <laughs> Dell's still making computer monitors in post-apocalyptic fascist England. <laughs> Um, in the in the book, um, the the spread of the Guy Fox mask did not happen. Um, mm-hmm. He was the only one ever wearing one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, they do find out, they figure out that he's actually been doing this for four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, like blowing up Parliament—that was just his first first public display. But he'd been like secretly killing members of Lark Hill like for four years and building his his domain mm. um so uh Peter so Creedy faked the, uh, helped fake the terrorist attack by releasing the virus at targets uh, including St. Mary's school uh he used the resulting public fear for, to help Norsefire take power uh, simultaneously, the company manufacturing the cure uh, enriched the party members. And uh, Finch beca- starts becoming disillusioned with the government. He confides in his partner and they begin trying to investigate this conspiracy secretly. Uh, this is so it's it's wild to go back and watch this movie. And to, this is so nefarious. We're going to release a bio engineered False flag attack. Uh, yeah. False flag attack on a school and it's going to kill 100,000 people. But, um, well, I mean, the Gulf of Tonkin for Vietnam, the yeah. Reichstag for yeah. Hitler. I yep. mean, well, but I just, do. I'm thinking, thinking about like also just real viruses and our passivity in response to them is almost more nefarious than releasing a virus intentionally on a population. It killed so many people. Uh, it's just interesting having now lived through a serious pandemic and watching this movie and being like, whoa, a targeted virus. That's almost quaint. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like not to not to make make light of of any either covid or or viral infections or any of that shit, because that there's a real possibility of, you know, bioweapons being real mm-hmm. or being created and accidentally released or intentionally. But like now, after seeing governments respond to like a whether naturally occurring or whatever people want to say, like just a virus, our inaction is almost scarier than like yeah, it's it, this yeah. response. It's it's interesting that they live in a world without the internet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean the government seems to have some sort of connected interlink. Computer. Yeah, they call it. Yeah, but there's no public internet. Yeah, uh, at least not that we're shown, um, which <laughs> would. We all know if they did have one, there'd there'd be a fair amount of people who are like, them kids deserve to die. They were probably liberals. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating how how simple this seems. Yeah. Now. Um so uh meanwhile, Gordon on his show satirizes Sutler, Benny Hill style. I love the Benny Hill music, man. I loved when they when they cut to the band and the music stops and he's just playing the washboard. 
like looks around. It was so comical. A uh, very seventies British variety show style happening here. Yeah. Um, but uh, that leads to his arrest. He doesn't think he's going to get arrested, but he do. It happens in moments too. It's interesting. Like just, yeah. you know, he he's all the ratings will protect me. <laughs> it's like okay, bro. Uh, um, Evie initially escapes, but she gets captured as she flees outside of the house. She is detained. Can we spoil the this at any point? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Who listening. cares? Yeah. Um, watch the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) when does he nab her? Is he nab her at this moment or does he nab her from the authorities after they have nabbed her? He was the cop that was the cop knocked her over the head with the ski mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hit the rewind button uh, a couple of times. Um, they showed us his hands earlier when he was making breakfast. Yeah. And the, the eye hole through the, the ski mask, you can, that same sort of reddish burned skin tinge oh okay the so they do look. make it more clear yeah the, the deadpool look yeah yeah topographical uh, map of utah freddy krueger look yeah yeah, yeah. hey hmm. um yeah yeah they they show him walking from a fire like it's a, he's perfect yeah That's yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. no i was just realizing how much deadpool stole his look from freddy krueger <laughs> oh. anyway. yeah uh so um they uh yeah she's her head gets shaved she's told she'll be released if she reveals the location or identity of v she refuses she's in a cell she gets tortured for months for information uh she takes some solace in a note she finds hidden in her cell (laughs) written by a woman named valerie page uh a woman supposedly imprisoned in the cell next to her details her hopes. Despite her impending death, we, uh, through her story, view the rise of fascism in Britain, intercut with her life as a, an actress and lesbian, and eventual death by execution. Assumed death. Um, um, why do you say assumed death? Well, Valerie. We assume Valerie died. But well, I mean, we see her... Yeah. Thrown into the mass grave. I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah. But, but then we do see her at the end remove we, a Guy Fox mask. Are we going to split hairs? We, we see dude? a lot of yeah. dead people removing the Guy Fox masks. Yeah. Lots, every character that's died. It became a little, uh, yeah. Fever dreamy at the end there. Yeah. Like somebody's bleeding out and not really having this end the way they wanted it. Or it's in the Sorry. Matrix. I don't know. That's a, that's a dark interpretation of Ooh, this. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, facing the day of her own execution, Evie still refuses to submit to her captors and, uh, reveal any information about V. So instead they, her door is left open. She's released. She wanders out and discovers that she was never really captured by the government, but was in fact being held by V. Bruh. That's just insane. I don't know how you make that palatable. Woo! Yeah. The first kidnapping was bad enough. Like, oh, you're going to stay a year here. Oh, oh you. <laughs> I, 
I'm just going to make a leap here and say this is why a lot of people, a lot of the incel crowd likes this movie. Viet- the questionable, weird can, morals. Like the, you can kidnap your girlfriend. Yeah. Like that's Natalie how you Portman. get a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just because V is right about the fascist government being bad doesn't mean he's right about anything else. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't. No bueno. Yeah. You can be right about one thing and still suck. Yeah, dude, the alliterations aren't cool. Yeah, Walt Disney, for <laughs> yes. example. Yeah, for real, Walt Disney. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, so she's mad at first, and then she's cool Just with it. at first. Again, that misogyny, that special kind of misogyny. Like, I w- hey, trust me, I know chicks. I think Alan this Moore. is one of her best performances, like oh. best scenes, just because she's like doing a whole like fucking spectrum of emotions in such a short period of time. But man, this is such a rough situation that she is like, it's the prequels all over again. Like, you want me to what? I did what? He what? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is hard to come back from <laughs> anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you want me to come back and visit you again? No, dog. Evie, realizing that he's been avenging Valerie and the other Lark Hill victims, promises to return and see him before November 5th. And she leaves. (laughs) Keeps her head shaved. It's months until November 5th, and she stays head shaved the whole time. Yeah, that's it's, insane to shave someone's head. That's yeah, that's crossing a line. Yeah, it's in a different category of violation. I'm not going to say it's the same as assault, but it is a kind of assault. Yeah, <laughs> so it's insane. So her character has changed significantly. Arguably, she's our protagonist because she's changed. So when we first see her, like she, you know, whatever, whatever. But when she meets the priest, she tries to rap on. V. She's like, he's going to come and kill you. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I like that. Tell me more about this man that's going to come and kill me. She's like, shut up. I'm trying to save you. Get me protection. There's a terrorist. Mm-hmm. But now, after watching her friend die and being held captive, she's now firmly in V's camp. It's just a wandering, meandering path to get to where she's at. It's like a weird, it's one of the weirdest arcs I think I've seen a character. Because she won't. She won't give up his name. Um, she values the idea more than her own life. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but it's to him still. I, I regardless would, of morals and stuff. It's yeah. like, dude, yo. I I would argue that um she was already probably against the government and would have been cool with Yeah, they they killed her parents. Like she's well, but like by the time they killed Gordon, is I have a feeling she would have just been like, Yeah, go do whatever you want, V. You don't need to shave my head and torture me for months. Yeah, she she can be reasoned with. Yes. <laughs> she's an intelligent young person. Uh yeah, it's yeah. God. This is yeah, that that this this is the central problem with the film is the imprisonment of well, Evie. I, I my problems are mainly domino and mask based, but this is <laughs> also a huge problem in the movie. <laughs> I just the dominoes. Okay. Um. Anyways, yeah. So this is a huge, huge weird moral weirdness in this movie. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, the government and the chancellor prepare for the impending attack on parliament. We learn that the London Underground was filled in years ago. They expect an attack by air. They begin a disinformation campaign to make the populace live in more fear. We de- this is a point where we discovered that the USA is in the middle of a second civil war. Uh, meanwhile, Finch and his partner meet with a man named Ravenwood, who tells them that his daughter married Indiana Jones. Um, and he has proof about what happened at Lark Hill and the ensuing false flag attacks. V. I think it was Rookwood. Rookwood, I'm sorry. All right, well. It was still a funny funny joke. Yeah. (laughs) V breaks into Creedy's home, threatens to kill him unless he delivers Sutler to him, to V. Creedy agrees as he assumes he will then be in charge of the government, and V agrees to surrender when Sutler's dead. We check in off and on with Evie, who's living, hiding in plain sight, sees more and more social unrest towards the government in support of V. Finch discovers that Rookwood actually died years ago, and the man he met was V himself. In disguise. Then, as November 5th gets closer, V has hundreds of thousands of Guy Fawkes masks distributed across the nation, leading to a spike in Warner Brothers stock. (laughs) Um... I do like how people started to immediately do crime. Yeah. They're like, dude, a mask? Everybody else got one? Crime. Hell yeah. Crime. That little girl, she's like, crime down. I mean, it's vandalism, but still. Yeah, it's minor crime. I mean, that's how anarchy starts. Anarchy doesn't have to end that way. It really is an ethos, but... Yeah, it always starts that way. Starts with yeah. you know, you gotta get, those assholes have to get it out of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, yeah, throw like some garbage cans through some windows. No, we gotta talk. I thought You're it was like, funny. I, I hate queuing for bread. Fuck. <laughs> the guy. I thought yep. it was funny. The guy that was robbing the bodega <laughs> was like, "You're gonna go to jail for wearing that mask." <laughs> but also the armed robbery. <laughs> Uh, so as I mentioned earlier in the book, um, he didn't distribute the masks. Um, he shut down the government's surveillance, like mm-hmm. the the ears and eyes mm-hmm. of the government. That's so true. they and now they can do what they want. They, they show the the girl um, here. She just paints a V, um, but she just writes bollocks really big <laughs> on something. Uh, in front of the camera, uh, which uh, she assumes is non-functioning. Um, uh, bollocks, a word that only a single island considers to be a swear word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, there, there's riots start after the secret police kill her. Yeah. But she does show up later on to take her mask off. So it's those masks have healing powers. It's fine. Those masks and the dominoes, once you get them all set up right, magic. V spends what must have been weeks setting up those dominoes. A domino incantation and spell, I think, for luck. I think this is his. He's like, you know, if I get this right, nothing can go wrong. But then he just knocks him down. He doesn't take a picture. He doesn't film it. It's for nobody but himself. It's 
it's like uh, it's like those uh, those like Tibetan sand circles, where <laughs> yeah. eventually you're just like, yeah, and then we let the dog run around on it. I don't know, man. Whatever. Um, yeah, they'll literally sweep it. It's yeah. just like. Oh. I you're get like, it, the impermanence of life, but Jesus, like, why are you... Like, hold on, I didn't take a picture yet. Fuck. Yeah, it's like, guys. Well, I mean, he did have the entire crew behind him filming in slow motion. That's Some of those true. domino shots are incredible. That has to be real. Oh, yeah. That they, has they to be to a real they shot. Were, I'm sure they set up real dominoes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure they did, yeah. That had to take so long. Yeah. I forgot Anyways. to watch the, the credits for the domino wrangler. <laughs> Domino Wrangler. Uh, With the amount of pizza uh, you, you could call. <laughs> uh, I imagine it's just like an old Cuban guy who wakes up really early to play with uh, other Cuban guys. They just all bring their slams them down hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sitting on somebody's porch drinking coffee. I haven't played dominoes in years, man. Years. Come over. I have a set. It's the only game I play. Awesome. I have a hundred year old set of dominoes. Let's go. Nice. Uh, um, so uh, let's see V uh, is visited by Evie on November 4th um, they dance and then he leads Evie to uh, the shuttered London Underground he uh, spent he says he spent a decade restoring it there's a train full of explosives there uh, not intending to survive the night V Tells Evie she gets to decide whether or not she's going to blow up Parliament. She pleads with him to abandon his uh, crusade and leave with her. He refuses. She kisses his mask. <laughs> He's like, hey, you know, I can't feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a mask. It doesn't Put have the mask again. <laughs> um, I, honestly, it's better. That way, I'm glad that he has a burned face and he's wearing a mask because he already uh, took her prisoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Finch decides to investigate the tunnels around Parliament as he uh, thinks the threat may come from the underground. Creedy meets with V, executes Sutler before demanding V unmasks himself. V refuses. Uh, he fights Creedy's men, killing them all. Despite being shot and injured, he kills Creedy, telling him that the idea he represents is more important than his identity. Ideas are bulletproof, he says. You know what's not bulletproof? That's deep, man. <laughs> is 400-year-old's 400-year-old um, armor. They did not intend for that to stop bullets. Well... well- did his Not mask that. stop bullets too? Apparently. When he looks up, it looks like he's been hit hmm. in the face uh, by several bullet rounds. Um, but they just leave a little smudge or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. It's a magic mask. Um, v returns to Evie, dying in her arms after admitting he loves her. <sighs> I'm sorry. The, the the romance felt so shoehorned in here in the last five minutes. I feel like it was it was a tie back to Valerie's note. Uh, the last line of Valerie's note uh, what was, even though I do not know you, I love you. Mm. Um, it just loving another person in the world. Sure. Okay. Kind of kind of thing. Li- liberal populism. Just, mm. <laughs> if we're gonna get into the like, we're all. 
kumbayaing together. We're we're not we we, we aren't going to win by destroying what we hate, but by saving what we love. Yes, which I don't disagree with the message. It just is embarrassing. <laughs> it is. In, yeah. in this like, point when they're going to blow up parliament and bring yeah, a like, fascist government. You guys are going to sing and blow up parliament. This is like, hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of revolutions happening here. I, I think they heavily overestimated how uh, how how cool looking fascism needed to be in this when really it just needed to to have a bad haircut and yeah. ill-fitting suits. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's interesting. I just, it's, the end is very, like, celebratory of itself. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I dig the Wachowskis overall as filmmakers. Overall. Not everything, but overall. But, um... Um, they do tend to be like, and then in the end, everybody's happy and we win and there's fireworks and we dance. Yeah, yeah. Everything's got to be a Ewok fucking celebration at the it, end. Yeah, exactly. They have to yub nub every time. Yeah. Unless you notice the skulls that they're playing. <laughs> Everything's fine. They ate those stormtroopers. Yeah. Turn their bones into drums. Yep. Um, I think that's what they did with the Nord Fire Party, also. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so. Also, there's a lot of fucking people all of a sudden in this movie. For a movie that had 12 people, there's a lot of people in this movie. That it, crowd is almost too big. Yeah, there's like hundreds of thousands of people that show up. I don't think it needed to be that big. I mean, it. It's an impressive. So they to film this, they did actually film at Parliament. They shut down the streets and had all those people there in costume at actual Parliament. It was the first time they ever allowed filming in that location um, at that scale. Interesting. Wow. And they're like, and in the movie, we're going to blow up Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, the uh, Tony Blair's son worked on the crew of this film and uh, came under a lot of criticism f- because of the blowing up parliament aspect of the film. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, Finch shows up. He uh, finds her putting V's body aboard the train. He lets her start it anyways. Um, and realizes the government's bad and stuff, bad and wrong. Uh, hundreds of thousands of citizens in masks show up at midnight at Parliament. The military is there to stop them, but with Sutler and Creedy dead, there's no orders coming in. The military stands down as the citizens swarm the barricades. They approach Parliament. Finch and Evie go to a rooftop to watch. And Parliament, all the people in masks, take the masks off. And there's a lot of them were killed earlier in the film, so it's confusing. The building explodes as the 1812 overture plays. Fireworks fill the sky. Finch asks for V's true identity. Evie says he was all of us, and she gives a big speech. And credits roll to Street Fighting Man. (laughs) And that is the movie. Movie. 
and fascism was defeated Boom. forever. Yes. Never to return again upon the earth. And that was the big reveal with the uh, everybody taking off their mask because uh, everybody we saw on screen was somebody who was supposed to be dead. Yeah. This is the only nod to the racist tendencies of this fascist government was this is when we see the black person mm. taking the mask off. This is the only not white person we see in the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. It's still there, but it's not as in your face. Very minimized. As, as it was written. Yeah. Originally. Uh, so, yeah, that's V for Vendetta. Um, I don't know. Unanswered questions? No. Uh, did Where were those dominoes? Was that in his place, or was that like... That was, was in that like place. in the subway? No, the... It's a big desk. open room. Yeah, his domino room. He, he cleared out the middle <laughs> to set he it up. He had lots of open space. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing but. He, he had yeah, to, I guess it is had, like the Punisher's apartment in Seattle. He had to no, buy like, that was very small. <laughs> this is more like Lex Luthor's underground. Yeah. He had to buy like five hundred sets of dominoes to make that happen. It's a lot of dominoes. Luckily, Warner Brothers uh, has stock in dominoes company. And production assistance. Where can I buy Guy Fox dominoes? Not with the mask on them. I just want red and black dominoes like that. He took up residence in and around Victoria Station of the Underground. Yeah. That's where it was intended to be. Yeah. Um, And they were all closed off except for that tunnel, right? I'm um... I think somebody said that. I think they, it was like casually mentioned, yeah, like, it, oh, the tunnels have been filled in. They but, mentioned that they stopped the underground and filled them in, yeah. And I think he mentioned they didn't. They missed one or something. He says he spent 10 years place. clearing it out, the tracks and oh. stuff. I assume the station probably wasn't filled in. I don't know. Did he say 10 years? He said 10 years, yeah. He huh. said the last decade, I think. Okay. Hmm. He's an industrious fella. Because the, the whole thing happened yeah. 14 years earlier. So he spent four years doing whatever and then 10 years underground, I guess. A applying various creams and salves. Yeah. He spent 10 years buying dominoes and Guy Fox masks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Final thoughts, guys? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, uh, this was a, a good, um, adaptation, uh, I think I, uh, they, the way they took it to the screen, I, I feel. Uh, yeah. They actually adapted it. Unlike Sin City. Yeah. The, a book, a book to, uh, I'm sorry, a, a page to screen adaptation would not have worked for this film no it would have been terrible yeah absolutely i've never read a word i don't even yeah, sure I, I flipped through the graphic novel before i did read v for vendetta but it was years ago it was like in the 90s um i don't, I don't think i could get into it i think i tried it it's like me well that brings us to our Siskel and Ebert scale. So, guys, it's time to give a movie thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, so, uh, we will start as we always do. Josh, are you going up or down on this one? 
Um, I think Up. I, I don't have any problem with how this movie was made. Just because I find certain aspects boring doesn't mean it's bad. So, um, yeah, thumbs up, sure. All right, thumbs up from Josh. Brian, where are you going? Yeah. Thumbs up. I mean, wooden characters aside, it's fun, I guess. It's fun to hear Hugo, Hugo Weaving rattle off all those Vs in a row that first time. <laughs> yeah. Every time he does it, I'm like shocked he's still going. Hugo Weaving was great. Um, he had to ADR his entire performance, obviously, because he did it in a obviously. mask. Yeah. Um, uh, Al, up or down? Also thumbs up. Um, I, I guess I led with my explanation uh, just a moment ago, but um, you know, a solid adaptation. Um, I know Alan Moore was disappointed, yeah. and yes, there were some plot holes, but it, it, they did a good job. Yeah, they made it. They made it work on screen. They did. They did. Um, I'm also giving it up. I think it's one of the better mid two thousands, uh, edgy adaptations of uh, 80s comic books that were written by misogynistic assholes. <laughs> so Alan Moore adaptations? And particular. Frank Miller. Oh, and Frank Miller. Sorry. Those two in particular. Yeah. Not saying that other people aren't assholes and misogynists, but Let's this be is clear. their time. There are, there are one, two, three. There are a minimum of four movies in that category I just mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. This Which, is our third Alan Moore, right? Yeah. I With think League, I, yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, League, Watchmen, and then now Watchmen this. Watchmen and this, yeah. Are we doing 300? Oh, wait, and, he... Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, Swamp oh, Thing. Yeah. Frank Miller Swamp wrote thing. 300. Frank oh, that's Miller right. did write 300. You're right. You're right. And that actually leads us nicely uh, into next week's movie, which is 300. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, you know what though? I think that this and Three Hundred are Zack Snyder's best movies. No, Dawn of the Dead is. <laughs> I know. I'm just being a dick. I just. Oh, I think, oh, I think I these two movies are movies that Zack Snyder wants to have made. There was like, a, there was an interesting oh, conversation oh, going on in our Discord. Um, one of our Patrons did, in fact, think that Zack Snyder made Sin City and was very confused <laughs> that he did not. Yeah, I mean, I, that's just, I think that... I thought he, he was British. Zack, Zack Snyder? Snyder? Frank Miller. Oh, sorry, no, oh. Frank Miller. Oh, Frank Miller, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Oh, fuck all these hacks. What are we... <laughs> Uh, Zack Snyder. We're just, just it's like M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, that is next week, 300. Um after that we will be taking a break for a while from these kind of movies. Thank God. Uh, Fuck. I only take so many movies about fucking fascist themes. Uh um so yeah, we'll see uh Next week, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been one of your hosts, Throw Smiley, and I'm off to blow up Parliament, Big Ben, and my ex's phone. <laughs> I'm Josh CC, and I'm a foxy lady. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, and I don't think that wearing masks and blowing up Parliament is going to solve all your problems. Armless phosphorescent. Jesus. Harmless phosphorescence prevails, gentlemen.
I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.